Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, I believe we have our problem corrected, our technical problem. Sometimes you get those. And I wanted to follow up with this. I got another text in about that Monica's Fish Fry Fundraiser in Lafitte at the Barataria Baptist Church. I understand it was a big success yesterday. But they said they have fish and jambalaya left over. So if you want to uh, go to the Rose Thorn Parade and you can get some, they're going to have cotton candy, popcorn, snacks, and other desserts, uh, all for the benefit of Monica's Fundraiser. It's the... uh, lady that has a stage four melanoma in both lungs she's battling that and she's lucky to have folks that try to help her so if you are going to be in that area uh take part in it and get you get you some uh some good down home cajun cooking all right talking about another benefit event gunning for a cure is coming up this is the uh, i believe this is the seventh annual and joining us to talk about it is the director daryl sherman daryl good morning thanks for being with us good morning don thanks for having me on boy what a beautiful morning huh it is. I'm sitting down on Cocodre at my fishing camp and uh, got up early, got some coffee, and got to witness that sunrise that you were talking about earlier. So, a uh, beautiful morning. Are you going to go fishing today? I'm not. I'm actually going up to the Homa Airport after we finish this interview. I have 120 cases of shotgun shells I need to pick up for gunning in two weeks. <laughs> I hope you got some good springs on your truck. That's a load there. <laughs> I'm bringing my trailer for this one. So uh, uh, from what I'm being told, it's about two pallets, so it's going to be a lot. Daryl, uh, let's tell everybody about the Gunning for a Cure. Give us the background on it, the history, how it started, and the purpose of it, and where it is today. Uh, Gunning for a Cure was started by Shalon Perez. Uh, this is, you were right, this is our seventh annual event. Uh, Mr. Perez fought prostate cancer for a long time. And he wound up passing away from it. And Dr. Sauter at Tulane Cancer Center really did a lot as far as helping Mr. Perez and other patients. And Shallon, his son, Shallon, came to us and said that he'd like to start an event to raise money to try and beat this, this disease. And that's where we're at now. Uh, seventh year, uh, at the end of last year, we have donated a total of $1 million to uh, Tulane Cancer Center in New Orleans. Wow. A million dollars. What a great effort. And I know it's uh, very well spent money. It's well invested. Uh, let's give the folks the details of where it is and uh, exactly the timing and how they can get signed up if they want to put the team together. And maybe we should really start talking about Sporting Clays. Explain what Sporting Clays is exactly. Sporting Clays is, is just a – it's hard. It's, it's, it's a shoot. Uh, you come out uh, – as far as as we, we what we do at gunning at Seller Plantation, we have 25 stations. Uh, each team is four members, and they get to shoot a total of 100 rounds. Uh, you know, the thing I like about our event is the way we set it up through the woods. 
we have a lot of older oak trees, and it just has a whole different feel to it. Uh, it's been a great event, and uh, we'd like to get some more people out there to, uh, to make it even greater. Uh, a four-person team is, is what you need to, to get out there. And uh, as far as the, where they can find the information to sign up and list their numbers and get the T-shirts and, and the whole spiel on it, tell them what the website is. Our website is www.gunningforacure.org. Uh, you can go actually go on a website. You can register your team, uh, make your payment. And the only thing you have to do is give us four names, the gauge shotgun you're going to be using, and the shirt size. So it's very easy to do. All right. So um, tell me how the day is going to go. Get started about 8 o'clock, and then what happens from there? Correct. Uh, 8 o'clock starts registration. Uh, the shoot starts at 9. Uh, in between 8 and 9, we serve breakfast. We have sausage biscuits and also grits and griots, coffee, uh, soft drinks, water. At 9 o'clock, we start, we start the shooting uh, we usually shoot to about 12:30, 1 o'clock. And during the shoot, uh, we pass out lunch so nobody goes hungry. And something we're doing new this year, we're actually having two tables set up on the course where uh, hot pork sliders will be served during the event. Wow. Uh, after the shoot, everybody heads back to the tent for the main event, which is the award ceremony. We have our gourmet food, open bar, beer, wine, whiskey, vodka, anything you can name, and it's open bar, so everybody has a good time, and we have the award ceremony. What is the cost to enter a team? Uh, the, the, the starting point is $1,600, and that gets you four shooters. Uh, the only thing you have to bring is your gun and eye protection. We supply everything else, and it goes up to $10,000 uh, for a team. It, it all depends on what, some, what someone wants to, uh, to donate. Very good. And uh, talk about where Stella's located and what you guys have going there. I tell you what, it's one of the best-kept secrets in all of Louisiana, and I guess that's because you don't get a lot of drive-by traffic, people going other places and happen to stumble upon it. Uh, you got to be, you know, it's got to be your destination to find Stella. That's correct. We're in uh, Plaquemines Parish in Braithwaite, Louisiana, so uh, we're about a mile down from the uh, from the ferry landing, so you can just come across the Belchick's Ferry. And when you get to the just east bank of the river, you just take a right. We're about a mile mile down the road. I'll tell you what, we had a, a very good time there last year and looking forward to bringing our team down there again. It's a lot of fun, and it's, it's a great cause and uh, well-deserved money. And, again, if you would tell people they don't need to bring much, just a shotgun and their, their eye and hearing protection, and other than that, you've got everything else they need as far as food, drink, and shells. That's it. We even supply hearing protection. Uh, it's the foam, if you, foam gear plugs. If you want something fancy, naturally bring it. But, uh, yeah, shotgun, uh, eye protection, and that's about it. And we will take care of the rest for you. You know, Darrell, I was a little bit surprised at the, uh, the course. Um, it seems like some of the shots are a little longer than some others, and, and they're pretty fast. What gauge do you recommend for people to shoot if they're coming down there? I personally shoot 12. I find it a little bit better. A lot of people prefer 20. Uh, I wouldn't use anything other than, you know, lower than a, a 20. I just find people that shoot a, a smaller gauge, whether it's a 16 to 20, it just makes it a little more difficult to hit those plays. Yeah, some of them are, are pretty well out there before you get, particularly, you know, on the doubles, you get the first one, the second one. It's you got to reach out and touch it, so it's very interesting. But I tell you, it's a good way to keep up your, your shooting skills during the off season, even after this event is over, you guys operate that, that sporting clays range, or is it just a, a special event that you have one time? 
right now it's just a special event we have in Fagunning for a cure, but we are in the process right now of building a fire stand out there on a the property, which would be available every week for people to come out and shoot. Mm-hmm. And what else do you do out there as far as events? Uh, we have weddings, uh, different events, do corporate events. We actually just added a 53-acre lake uh, right down the road on Stella property. Uh, we have two lodges. Each one's four bedrooms with a common area. And we have the lake stocked with bass and brim, and we're waiting for them to mature. And we're going to have fishing and be able to do different events. We have kayaking and uh, archery, uh, and then we'll have the fire stand. So we're growing, and we're looking forward to having people out there to enjoy the property. Any uh, European tower pheasant hunts planned this year? I forgot that one, didn't I, Don? Uh, we didn't do any <laughs> this didn't. year. <laughs> we did not do any this year. We, we're looking to ramp back up next year on that, so that's something that's available. And that's such a funny thing. I've seen you on Bayou Wild in places shooting, and if you haven't done it, it, it looks so easy when you get out there, but it's very right. challenging to knock those pheasants down. So it's something uh, yeah. something we really enjoy having people out there doing. And it's done as a group event, and it's a lot of fun, as is the sporting clays. And I tell you what, I've met some wonderful people out there who contribute. And you, you guys do a fantastic job for a great cause. And Shallon and a whole bunch of to be congratulated for putting this on for so many years and, and raising over a million dollars now. So uh, I look forward to being out there with you, Daryl. And, again, one more time, if people, uh, if you know, and I guess there's some people in this world that don't have access to the Internet, if, is there a telephone number they could call? Yes, they can call us at Stella Plantation. Uh, you can look up at 504-682-2467, or you can go on our website and visit us at www.gunningforacure.org. And one more thing, Don, I want to add in. We say sporting plays competition, but this is not a high-end competition. We do have some high-end teams, but we also have a lot of people who are just hunters, duck hunters, dove hunters, who come out to this event. Don't feel like you have to be an expert to enjoy this event because it's a great event. You get competition in between the teams that are walking together, and also it really is fun. Absolutely. I brought a first-timer out there last year, and she shot 31 out of 100. I didn't think that was bad for the first time ever shooting a shotgun. So. No, and it looks like she really enjoyed being out there. So She did. She'll be back with us again this year, and we look forward to seeing you, Dow. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me on. All right. Enjoy your day down in Cocodri. I'm jealous. Wish I was down there with you. Open invitations. Uh, if you ever want to come down, Don, just give me a call, and you're more than welcome. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Daryl Sherman, uh, director of the uh, Gunning for a Cure. And uh, if you haven't been there, it's a great time and great place. I mean, just to visit to Stella's grounds is uh, fantastic. All right, I was asked this week to make a, a special announcement for you deer hunters. Now, if you are a serious deer hunter and you seek wild trophy deer, There is a place in Kansas that is offering a very special opportunity, and I'm going to have the owner, Steve Westfall, is going to join us in a couple of weeks to talk more about it in detail. But he wanted me to get this information out because there there is a shelf life on this opportunity. See, Kansas, the way it works, unlike Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, where you have very long deer seasons, they have a very short rifle season. It's only two weeks long. It's from December the 2nd till the 13th. And I can't argue with the success because there are some monster deer that I have seen taken up there. This is Irish Creek Outfitters. You may have heard me talking about it. I just returned, uh, I think, what was it, two or three weeks ago. Uh, We did a pheasant hunt up there. 
I've done turkey hunts there for the last five or six years, and I've got opening day scheduled for this coming turkey season in April. And they do uh, some enormous uh, deer hunting up there. Uh, They do have uh, archery season, which runs pretty long. If you use a bow, you can hunt from September to December. But the rifle season is very, very short. And, And I'll tell you one of the reasons why. If you've never been to Kansas, the the habitat, the terrain is much, much different. It's not thick woods where you have limited uh, distances on your shots. And the deer are very, I guess the word to use is patternable. They're very predictable where they're going to cross, where they're going to move. Because there's a lot of uh, grain fields that are short. And then you've got these little, I call them tunnels or freeways uh, that are little creek bottoms that are wooded. They're very narrow, and those deer use those as, as connecting walkways in to and from the feeding areas. So it's they're very predictable on where to set up, and they do a job, Steve Westfall and his staff, of setting up cameras and inventorying the population, and they have taken some tremendous deer over the years. Now, here's where the opportunity comes in. He has had a group that has booked those two weeks, locked it up for years, and it's not been available to anyone. Well, they have since not booked this year. It is open to the public. So the first people to to call and and reserve it are going to get in on this thing. It may happen before I even get him on the air, but I had to wait a couple of weeks to get him. But um, anyway, it's it's got a lodge. You stay at the lodge. It's got a kitchen. It's very comfortable. Uh, It can sleep up to eight people for this event. Uh, Five to eight would be an ideal number. You got plenty of places to hunt the deer. And you bring your own food, you cook, and uh, just really comfortable accommodations. It's a, it's a, a farmhouse that has been converted to a lodge. And, again, it's in a place called uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. It's Amish country, uh, very unique, and uh, it's got some really great hunting there. And Steve's number, I'm going to give that out in a second if you want to get a chance to write it down. And the, the, the reason why I say this has a shelf life is if you're a non-resident, you've got to apply for non-resident tags through a lottery system. Now, if you give him a deposit and you book it and you do not get chosen to hunt the lottery, uh, he'll completely refund all of your money. But you've got to apply for that in April. Uh, That is the the latest you can apply for the lottery. So his number, if you want to talk to him more about the, the size deer that have been taken, I mean, there's some Boone and Crockett and some huge deer, body weights uh, over 200 pounds. It's exceptional deer hunting. It's Steve Westfall is his name. His phone number is area code 620-960-3894. It's Irish Creek Outfitters. Again, that number is uh, 960-3894. And I'm going to get him to come on and talk more in detail, but I can tell you this. Um, his hunters are not disappointed when they go up there. If you're interested in getting a trophy white-tailed deer, this is an excellent opportunity. It not, doesn't come around uh, very often because during that short rifle season, it's pretty much locked up. He'll also talk to you about doing some of the other hunts if you're interested in, in making a pheasant hunt up there or hunting during the archery season for deer, which uh, there's a lot more dates for that. But uh, the key would be once you talk to him, if you're interested in it, Apply for the lottery, and again, if you've got the lodge booked and you do not get chosen, then 
you know, he'll completely refund your deposit. All right, uh, let's see. We need to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to a couple of special guests. Thomas Hebel is going to join us and talk about the Louisiana Fisheries Forward Summit. That's coming to Kenner on Wednesday, March 11th. It's an all-day event. I don't know how they're going to get all these uh, informational uh, exhibits and details in because it's pretty extensive, covering uh, a lot to do with the fisheries in Louisiana as an industry for commercial fishing, a lot of the issues and discussion of the future, and maybe your role, if that's a goal of yours, to become involved in that profession. We'll be right back to talk to him. Then we're going to tell you what's coming up on uh, Keith Lusher's North Shore Fishing Report. He's got three special guests that will be joining him. That's at 8 o'clock. And I also got some new text messages in. I'll share those with you coming back right after this. You're listening to More Outdoors. I'm Don Dubuque. Good Saturday morning. And we also have a text message board. comes right in here at the studio real time. If you prefer to text us a question or a comment, we take those at 870-870. And well, I sure hope i got time to get to the rest of these upcoming events. we got another Sporting Clays event uh, taking place uh, at Covey Rise. we got the West Bank chapter of the CCA banquet. we got the Big Bass Rodeo and Festival. Lots of events to tell you about. But the one we're going to talk about right now is the 2020 Louisiana Fisheries Forward Summit. It's a free event, and it's coming up on March the 11th, which is a Wednesday, Train Center in Kenner. And we are joined now by a couple of special guests. Uh, Thomas Hemel is joining us, as well as, uh, is it Jason Froba? Jason Froba, yes. Jason Froba. Hey, guys. Yes, hey, thanks for being hey, with us. Good, Appreciate it. Good Good morning. It's a beautiful morning out there. Perfect day to be, perfect day to be on, on the radio with you, Don. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. It's a good day, and either way you look at it. All right, this is a, this this event really intrigued me when I saw what goes on there. All these demonstrations and uh, issued uh, discussions. I don't know how you guys are going to get this in between eight thirty and four o'clock on Wednesday, but if you will tell us what's in store for people who have visited and what is uh, this Fisheries Forward Summit all about. Okay, so let me let me just start with it. It's uh, so we have a the Louisiana Fisheries Forward program is a partnership with uh, LSU Ag Center and the Louisiana Sea Grant program with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. So we engage the Louisiana seafood industry uh, at at the waterfront. All the training meetings that go on for the different uh, sectors of the industry, we're involved in in helping drive the economic sustainability of our industry. You know, we are, we are the second largest seafood state in the nation only after Alaska. So we are it, we are it in the Gulf of Mexico and this is where it happens. And it's a huge vibrant uh, industry and, and it has challenges that we have to deal with. So what are some of the demonstrations and topics that will be covered at this summit? So we're going to be so there are a lot of hot topics that we're going to be talking about that folks are interested in. How are they going to operate the diversions? There's going to be a discussion on that. This whole issue of private water bottoms that are flooded, uh, you know, along the coast. Uh, issues uh, around that. There'll be a speaker there on those issues. What's happening with black drum and sheephead populations? Uh, restaurant labeling law, you name it. We've got a we've got a whole list of, of, of things that are going to just fill the day. That'll be of interest to all the sectors. And who are the people that will be giving these demonstrations and presentations? 
these are going to be uh, well. We've got we got a lot of them are are, are university folks, uh, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, the uh, uh, various vendors that sell products will be there. We're, we're going to have uh, like 70, 70 vendors uh, with different things, including uh, a lot of interest in the new diesel outboard that'll be there. Uh, we're going to be showing how to shed crabs. We're going to have uh, we're going to have people there showing how the, how to raise oysters off the bottom in the floating cages. The uh, that whole sector of the industry. So uh, how how reef uh, oyster guys can uh, produce uh, produce their own uh, their own seed, a remote setting of oyster seed, all kinds of things like that. So we we filled the day with a whole bunch of. Uh, activities and demonstrations, even seafood processing. We're going to have chefs there showing how to cook different things, how to pack, and uh, you know the various equipment used. And if you're interested in becoming a seafood processor or, or, or adding some equipment, we're going to have a whole room full of that stuff there. So it's it's a really full day. So who is uh, targeted to, to come? When you have these, this is not your first one, uh, typically who shows up? Is it people already in the industry, people who are wanting to make a move into the industry, or people it's, it's who maybe pr- even yeah, sell yeah. or vendors to the industry? It's all, it's all of the above. Our target when we put this together is uh, the focus of Louisiana Fisheries Forward is, is our commercial seafood industry, our fishermen, our docks, our processors. And so those are the folks that we we want to to have come there for for this event. It's a great opportunity to network. We're going to have the Coast Guard's going to be there with their uh, with their helicopter and and the whole safety issues uh, uh, about being out on the water. That's going to be a focus. So it's it's for our commercial fishing industry, uh, seafood industry folks, and that that's that's who we target and. And every year we get our, our every year it grows. We get more and more folks. We're expecting maybe uh, maybe 800 or so uh, part- uh, participants on this year. Do you have a list or an agenda of the topics, uh, the times, and what when those presentations will be made? And, and in other words, I'm trying to find if someone is limited on time and they want to be sure they don't miss a particular one of interest. Uh, is there a way they could go to the website and see those, or yes. can just kind of run them yeah. down? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, they yes, they can. And so they go to the Fisheries Forward. If they just Google Fisheries Forward Summit, they're going to find everything they need. Uh, the agenda. The uh, if they're coming, we ask that they pre-register. And if they pre-register, we have uh, we have a uh, they they can then get signed up for the door prizes via pre-registration, which are really nice door prizes this year. We have a $2,500 fuel card. We have four $550 gift certificates uh, to Alario Brothers, which is a a commercial fishing supply store, and then another uh, $500 gift certificate to Fisherman's Net uh, supply uh, over in New Orleans East. So so that's where, and, and we have lunch. Lunch is provided, but you got to pre-register. So that that helps us plan it. If you pre-register by going to Fisheries Forward Summit, then you'll get everything you need. You know, I, I don't know how deeply you can get into some of the issues, but um, one of them what that really strikes me as being problematic for the Louisiana and actually for the, the nation's seafood industry is the problem we have with imports. 
Uh, I have been witness to some videos of some facilities in foreign countries that produce seafood. A lot of it is brought into this country, and I was amazed at how little of it is actually tested and how nasty some of those conditions are. If you, anyone who watches that will never eat seafood from those areas. Is, is there something, a program or demonstration or a talk given, a presentation on the testing of seafood imports and its impact to what we do here? Absolutely. And in fact, uh, seafood imports, uh, we're going to have uh, the FDA uh, there, are going to be there giving a talk on how this is done, what the challenges are, how we can do that. A lot of folks don't know that 90% of the seafood that we, that 90% of the seafood we eat in this country is imported. And uh, the great, we don't produce enough seafood here in the U.S. to, to meet all the market needs. Uh, so there are those challenges. You see those stories, and those things are those things are out there, and it's happening. And so we uh, we don't test a whole lot of our seafood that comes in, and and that you know. And so we're going to be talking about that. Also, the re- the recent uh, restaurant seafood labeling law. We're going to be uh, given an update on that, so that if you go to a restaurant, they need to tell you in Louisiana whether your crawfish or your shrimp you're eating are imported or not. So. Uh, that's going to all be discussed. So imports are a, a, a huge deal and a big challenge. I mean, that's we, it's because uh, so much shrimp comes in for our state. The prices are always uh, it's it's a commodity market for shrimp, and we're always fighting head to head against cheap imports. You know, the other thing that that surprised me, and I'm sure people that even if they don't work in the industry, if they are a consumer. They might want to come to the event because there's so much you can learn about it. One thing that that I discovered was like crawfish, Um, you know, Louisiana crawfish versus the imported crawfish. And a lot of times it's hard to detect because, you know, they they might say packaged by and they got a Cajun name, you know, Bro or Thibodeau or something like that. But if you look at the fine print, it'll say something like a product of Vietnam or a product of China or Japan. And you can tell by the price. I mean, I've paid twice as much for Louisiana crawfish tails as for imported tails. But you get what you pay for when you do that. And, you know, people can learn a lot as a consumer by going to your event. At least I think they can. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of, a lot of information there uh, for for really anybody. We, we try to get the commercial fishing industry. It's a hard group to round up. They don't like to go to meetings. <laughs> but this no. is a this is a great great opportunity to network with all their uh, their their friends and new friends that they'll meet there. So it's it's a great exciting event. Uh, there's so much buzz out there on the showroom floor with all the things you can see. We're even going to have a we're debuting a shrimp grading machine that was built uh, actually built a potato grader that's been adapted that now is used for crawfish grading in this state. The same company has adapted this machine now to be able to grade whole head on shrimp. So that's exciting. And we're going to have that there. And, and there's a lot of buzz out in social media right now over that. So that'll be there, but uh, really it's a, it's a great opportunity for everybody to come in and meet uh, the wildlife and fisheries folks. So I'd like, I'd like Jason to talk a little bit about all, all of his group that's going to be there, the biologists and all, and, and all of that, Jason. Yeah, the department's going to have um, a good number of biologists staff there. Um, 
that's going to cover our species, our different species. Remember, our oyster biologist, our fin fish biologist, our crustacean biologist will be there for you to ask any questions of. Um, we're going to have some staff there to go over our seafood certification program, um, which helps combat that seafood import uh, issue that you guys were just discussing. Uh, we're going to have some staff there to talk about um, our professionalism programs. Some of these industries have um, some steps that you have to go through before you can get into it if you're brand new. Um, we're going to have enforcement agents there for you to be able to ask any regulation questions to or, uh, you know, any of those um, asking for a friend questions that you normally have. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a, a good turnout of staff um, available to answer any of your questions. Um, we're excited about it. You know, the department really saw this as an opportunity to really get out to our our fishing industry. You know, one of the things that we've been concerned with over the years is is our aging industry and the number of, of people who are getting older when we look at our licensing database and when we look at our surveys, we're finding out that a lot of these, these people's kids aren't wanting to get in the industry. So you have, over the years, you have fewer and fewer of, of the fishermen's descendants actually getting into the family business. And so anything we can do to, to drum up interest in the commercial fisheries and, and get more participants, um, it's, it's one of our top priorities. You know, one of the things I think is important, as we see now, young people are graduating from our universities, and degrees are a dime a dozen. Unless you've got a specific one with a specific application, we've got people coming out of college with huge student loans to pay back and can't get a job to to pay them off, much less earn a a living. And we're seeing people get back into some of the the blue-collar jobs, you know, the mechanics and the uh, outboard mechanics and uh, plumbers and electricians, uh, people who work with their hands. And I see this kind of the same way. Is there some type of discussion about the opportunities there? And I know commercial fishermen by nature seem to be very reserved and tight-lipped about their incomes and what they've done. But I really think if you could get some to show their success story and what the opportunities are for young people, I think we could get more young people involved in it. I mean, it's a great life. It's tough. It's, you know, harsh conditions. You're out in the weather. Uh, A lot of times you're the boss, so you get all the credit. You also get all the blame. But I think it can be a very rewarding profession. And I hear from so many people, they're miserable in their job or they can't find a job. Is there something there that kind of lays out the opportunities, or do you kind of walk through the booths and, and find them for yourself at the show? Well, well, let me. Uh, that's actually a good point. We're going to actually have a uh, a whole session on our workforce for the commercial industry. There's going to be folks there that are going to tell their stories of how they're adapting to go forward. There's a lot of young people in this industry that, uh, you, you, yeah, a lot of folks are getting older, but there's also younger people coming in. We've got a 16-year-old boat captain over here in Vermillion Parish, and and as I work across the whole coast, I see this over and over again. Just like you say, people people are looking for uh, looking for opportunities, uh, or people have gone off and uh, you grew up in a fishing family, went off to university, decided to come back, and, and it was just in their blood. So we're going to be talking about that. We have two programs: uh, one on the economic opportunities available in the industry. We did a whole study over the last couple of years across the coast on what the challenges and opportunities are in the in the fishing and seafood industry. We're going to have a big discussion on that. We're going to have a, a panel, a ma- major panel on all the whole workforce development and, and 
and the good things that are happening, the challenges, but we have to look at this state as like we are the we are the number two seafood state in the nation, and we're not going away. It's going to look different in years to come, but you can learn about that uh, at this summit. You can look around and see and talk to people, and there's uh, there's there's a there's a it's a it's a huge how would I say this? We're going to be polishing this this diamond for years and years to come. We're, as long as we've got a seafood supply here, we're going to have an industry. As far as marketing, you know, I, I think a lot of people fall short in that we don't tell the good story enough about Louisiana's seafood. Uh, it, are there any people there to give marketing tips or, you know, discussions on uh, how to market these yes. products? Yes, there will be. Uh, in fact, you'll see that in the, the new things that are happening in our session we call Beyond the Boat, all the new kinds of products that are being produced. There's a lot of small mom-and-pop products processors now popping up across the state that are doing new and novel things. I mean, you can finally now buy packages of, uh, of uh, Gulf yellowfin tuna, you know, here in Louisiana, or even most of the sh- uh, fish gets shipped out, but now there's more and more people doing, doing nice things with it. The Seafood Promotion and Marketing Board is going to be there. Uh, the the Delcom uh, e-commerce uh Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, uh, the the Delcom, the Port of Delcom has a an e-commerce Louisiana Direct Seafood program, and they're going to be there talking about all the things that they're doing. And if you have a pack of seafood that you're producing that you want to sell, they can help you sell it. So it's going to be everything from how to catch it, uh, how to cook it, how to sell it. It'll be all that there. So if you want to. Step out of your world into and just see see the range of opportunities. That's what we, that's how what we thought about when we put this whole program together. And uh, tell us about the cost of it. Pretty expensive. Okay, to so attend, it's right? free. <laughs> yeah, it's real expensive. It's free. We just ask that you uh, pre-register. If you pre-register, you get a lunch, uh, be a seafood gumbo lunch, and uh, you get to spend the whole day there. Uh, the doors open at eight o'clock. Uh, and we'll go till about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and your day will be full. You can just come there and wander around, visit, listen to the various talks, uh, interact with wildlife and fisheries. The, the enforcement folks are going to have their drone there that they do uh, surveillance with, so you can see the kind of footage they can capture even at night uh, when they're doing enforcement uh uh, uh, you know, when they're out there looking around for for folks that are not doing things the right way. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see, and just just a day full of, uh, of good opportunity, and and uh, I think it puts a real good light on our on our uh, wonderful industry. Yeah, I got to tell you, drones. You know, in the TV business, it has added an entire new perspective of viewing how you see things from a bird's eye view. Uh, drones are, are incredible to use for. Uh, presentations and things okay so uh give us that website and if you can a telephone number because there may be some people that don't have access to the internet they're getting fewer and fewer every year but in case there are if someone can register by telephone as well as online okay well they can uh i'm going to give them my cell phone number so i'm thomas email my number is 337-296-6133 that's 337-296 6133 and to register and to see anything else just google fisheries forward summit 
and it'll all pop up. And if you're driving around and listening and you miss those, uh, you're welcome to text me or call me, and I'll be able to pass those along to you. Guys, thank you so much, and uh, congratulations on putting on a great event. And it uh, doesn't matter weather. It goes on rain to shine in the Pontchartrain Center down there in Kenner, 830 to 4. Uh, you can register, and it's absolutely free. Win some door prizes. I understand there's a $2,500 fuel card that's going to be given away. Yes. All right, guys, thanks again. Appreciate it. Hope you all get a great turnout. A very worthwhile okay. event. Thank you for doing it. Thank of you, course, Jason. Anything, thank you, Don. Uh, thank you, guys. Right, and if there's anything we can do, we recognize the importance of our seafood industry. If there's anything we can do to help uh, get that message out, please don't, don't hesitate to contact me. We appreciate it. All right, coming back after this, uh, we're going to tell you what's coming up on the last hour of our four-hour block of programming. Keith Lusher grabs the steering wheel and takes you for a trip to the North Shore for the North Shore Fishing Report. We're back to talk about what he's got right after this. All right, what a great opportunity. The Louisiana Fisheries Forward Summit are going to be held in uh, Pontchartrain Center, Kenner. Absolutely free. Just need to pre-register. That's at 8.30 to 4 p.m. In case you're not familiar with it, it's at the end of Williams Boulevard, right close to the boat launch. Uh, you may be familiar with the boat launch. Well, just to the left of that is the Pontchartrain Center, and it will be housing that Fisheries Forward Summit on uh, March 11th. That's a Wednesday, all-day deal. All right, uh, some other events coming up on the Louisiana Sporting Clays Classic. Now, this is in its 18th year. Uh, doing some fundraising for the Chartwell Center of New Orleans. And if you're not familiar with that organization, what they do is they bring services uh, to autistic children and adults throughout the metro New Orleans area. This year's clay shoot is going to be held Saturday, March 21st at Covey Rise. Uh, there's a lot of people that turn out for this, and, uh, of course, that annual skeet shoot is just a super event, just like the, the one that they have for the Gunning for a Cure and if you can participate Saturday, March 21st at Covey Rise Lodge. And uh, what you might want to do is uh, contact Lisa. She's at the uh, New Orleans Autistic uh, uh, Chartwell Center. Great organization. They do a lot of work. And you can go online and check out Chartwell Center and get signed up for it. All right, CCA, Coastal Conservation Association, getting that time of year where banquets start popping up. Uh, one of the first ones on this year's schedule is going to be March 26th. This is the 6 o'clock event for the West Bank chapter. That is going to be at NOLA Motorsports Park on Nicole Boulevard in Avondale, $75 per person. And it's $650 if you want a table of 10. Uh, spouses uh, can attend for $45 and $25 for the youngsters. That all includes, whichever one you get, a full-year membership to CCA, a dinner and an open bar, and, of course, they have auctions and raffles. Uh, you know the drill, and it's all to earn money for the Coastal Conservation Association. Very strong chapter. Been around a long time, that West Bank chapter. Now, here's an event that is the oldest freshwater fishing rodeo, I would say, in the universe. Well, maybe not the universe, but certainly on planet Earth. I don't know what goes on in the whole universe. They might have older bass rodeos. But this one is the oldest in Louisiana. It's the oldest in the nation. And I don't know of any other nations that had bass fishing rodeos that go back as far, even any that have them. It's the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo. And they added the name Fishtival, which is kind of a combination of Fishing Festival is what it is. And for all the information, BigBassFishingRodeo.com. 
It's the end of next month, Saturday, March 28th. That's at New Orleans City Park. Uh, they still keep this thing ridiculously cheap. It's $10 for adults to enter, five whole dollars for anyone 12 and under. And you can register the same day, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then the fishing hours begin at 6.30 in the morning till 11 o'clock. Here's what you're fishing for. Uh, in the bass category, there are adult, youth, and the champions challenge, which is past winners, a special category for them. Then they have the brim, perch, or cichlid. You know, cichlids are those Rio Grande perch that are invasive species. There's both a youngsters and a team event for that. All ages can compete in the fly fishing category, and there's a bonus category for the biggest catfish and the gar that is caught. Now, they also have, and you might have heard Brendan Bayard talking about this, boats on the bayou. You can bring a kayak, canoe, Tom Sawyer raft, whatever you got that floats, as long as it's non-motorized. And you fish in Bayou St. John, which is adjacent to the park. It's called Boats on the Bayou. Anyone eight years and up can enter. And it's sponsored by Massey's, and they offer a tidal fishing kayak is the first place. So uh, Boats on the Bayou, special category. This one was added a few years ago. It's the Battle of the Bass. And this is uh, schools that compete, the Student Angler Fishing Tournament. And this one is $5 per student, got to be grades 7 through 12. And if you sign up on site instead of pre-registering, it's $10, and that's from 6 to 8 a.m. And then the teams, this high school team with the best combined weight of two fish, two bass, there are first, second, and third place prizes. You can put up to five students per team, but the school can have more than one team. So as many students as you've got, they'll be able to fish. The first 100 that register get automatically a free Berkeley gift. Now, the festival part of it, that's from 9 to noon. They've got exhibits, activities for the kids, raffles. They do a fishing tackle Mardi Gras toss, which I've participated in that. And uh, they just toss out baits and lures and fishing equipment from 9 until 12. Uh, they also have Robbie the Redfish will be out there, too. 73 years this has been going on. The Big Bass Rodeo and Festival, it's in New Orleans City Park. And you would be amazed at the quality of some of the fish that come out of those park lagoons. It's bank fishing from the bank. And uh, there's actually been a 9.3-pound lunker bass that has come from that. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries... Uh, has, and LSU Fisheries has done a pretty good job of uh, managing the populations there. Healthy population of bass, some big ones there. There's been a lot of them that have been caught and released by bass clubs, so your chances are pretty good, and uh, it's really a great place to fish all year long, but this is when it all culminates into a big event, the Big Bass Rodeo and Festival, Saturday, March 28th, New Orleans City Park. All right, we got lots more to talk about, but we're going to let Keith Lusher talk to you for a while. He hosts the North Shore Fishing Report. His guests include Andy Jones, Chris Basie going to talk about bass fishing, and Ray Miller talking about catching them white perch. That's what they call them on the Chifuncta River. A little further south, they call them sakale, and up north, they call them crappie. Some people say crappie. That's a crappy fish. I don't like that name. White perch is... Probably my favorite, but the sakale converts into sack of milk, talking about how delicious that white meat is. That's coming your way for the next hour. I will be back again next week. We start dark and early, 5 a.m. By the way, I'm going to be uh, filling in for New Norman, 10 to 1, on the big WWL Monday, Looney Gras. See you then, too. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 